We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hi, I'm Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm here to tell you about TickPick. TickPick should be your very first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for the Pack-A-Day Podcast and the Blue Wire Network. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. Thanks again for joining us today. My name is Dan Connick, and uh, joining me today is the person who, I guess, for the last couple of years, I have gotten to spend almost every single heartbreaking loss that <laughs> the Matt LaFleur Packers have given us. I've gotten I've gotten the chance to talk with her about. So I guess Janelle, I'm going to call you my unofficial Packers therapist because I feel like you and I have gone through multiple therapy sessions together after huge Packer losses. Janelle Mackey is with me. Janelle, are you are you okay with that term? We can kind of therapy each other through uh, through our episodes each week. Yeah, I mean that seems to be we get we get really unlucky <laughs> with a lot of these games. I mean some of the games that we've had to. I mean, whether it's a Monday night game and we have to record right after, we just have gotten yeah. so unlucky with some of these games. But yeah, I mean, it 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 is kind of like therapy to be able to come here because obviously, you know, it hasn't been long enough where the wounds can heal. It's not like we have, you know, maybe a Wednesday, Thursday show and things have settled. Mm-hmm. We're recording the day after and it's still a little unsettling, you know, just kind of thinking about everything that happened. And obviously you and I are living in places where we have division rivals. So luckily everybody lost. So it made it a little bit more bearable this week. But yeah, I mean, therapy is exactly what you and I have gone through many, many times together. And we'll probably continue to go through many more times in the future. (laughs) No, thank, thank the NFL gods that every other NFC North team lost this week, because that would have just made this so much worse. But now Now the Packers get a chance this week to rectify things at home against a divisional opponent. So they're at least have a chance to have a one up on one divisional opponent after next week. So there's a silver lining with that, with the schedule. Um, you mentioned, and we nice getting that extra day too, with it being a Monday no, night game after after also, whatever that was, just getting mm-hmm. that extra day and being at home, so you don't have to travel. Just yep. trying to find, yeah, those silver linings after whatever that was that we saw. 
Yeah. And we, I mean, we t- talk about the therapy of thinking back on it. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you and I have had the Tuesday episode post both of the NFC championship games the last two years. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I'm almost positive that's true. And then we have and then I'm almost I'm I'm pretty sure we were on each because we're every other week. So we're only doing about half of the games right each year. <laughs> and it's still synced up that we've had both of the championship losses, as well as like I'm pretty sure we had the Charger that Chargers game, either that Chargers game or that 49ers game the first year. And like every uh, the Tampa we had the Tampa Bay game last yep. year. Like every terrible loss comes like we are we are like we are the product after every terrible loss that the Matt LaFleur Packers have had. Yeah, so honestly, hate to say it, but guys, it just look at the schedule and look at right. if Matt and, or if uh yeah, it used to be Matt. Matt and I had some pretty bad ones too. We had that yeah. uh, the Vikings tie and Ooh. stuff like that. So yeah, I've Tuesdays have not been great for a while. But yeah, look at the schedule, see if Dan, Jen, and I mean, usually Eli's here with us, but you know, he's working his big NFL job, so he wasn't able to join us this week. So yeah, look at us, see if we're on the schedule, and then just kind of prepare for some kind of chaos or heartbreak or something bad to happen <laughs> because there's a good chance it will. No, we we've had we have had some good ones. Like we had the we had it after the Saints game last year. Yep. That yeah. was fun. We had Greg on with us. Like that that was that was a lot of fun. So it hasn't been all bad, but it has been, it has worked it out. Like that it's more bad than good though. When you like, maybe that's just us being pessimistic about everything. Well, it, it is, it is also fun. like first world problems that like right. most, most Packer weeks are just lackadaisical 20, like 28, 13 wins for the Packers. And so we just kind of roll those into like, that's normal when for a lot of teams, that's like an amazing week. So we 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 do kind of we do kind of run into that ground of of uh, of you know the the privileged Packer fan that we get sometimes it, it it's it just the bad ones really stick out and it always seems to be us that follows them so right exactly uh, so next week you know it'll be a great game and we won't mm-hmm. get to talk about it but and then then we do have that 49ers Sunday night game which. Oh, maybe God. maybe all three of us take the week off. <laughs> maybe Andy needs to rework the schedule a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, well, we are talking, unfortunately, about uh, the the just I don't want to call it even a game. It was a thirty-eight-three loss to the Saints. Um, Janelle, just I, real quick before we dive into what we're going to talk about today and, and break down the game, how we're going to do it. Just your initial initial reactions. What were you What were you thinking? What were you feeling when you were watching that uh, that contest? Well, you know, so I'm in Minnesota, so naturally mm-hmm. I missed almost the whole first quarter, anyways, because the Vikings are selfish and took that took their sweet time losing in overtime to the Bengals. So I really didn't get to watch the first few drives, offense and defense. So I missed some stuff which it doesn't sound like I really missed anything, which was nice. So I was like, okay, nothing's really happened. I'm tuning in. Let's see what's going on. And it just, it felt really flat. My initial, I was like, okay, you know, this isn't the excitement that I was really prepared for, but there's a lot of game left. And then slowly bad thing after bad thing started to snowball. And it just turned into this big 
chaotic mess of, okay, it doesn't even matter what's happening because nothing good, whether it's defense, coaching, offense, you know, realistically, our punter and kicker are the only positive things that really, you know, special teams, those two. But even, you know, there was a couple of fumbled returns and just everything. It didn't even matter what was going on or what they tried to do to fix it. It just was not working yesterday. And it's almost one of those games where it's like, did that even really happen? Because there is no way that they like that everything looked that bad. But it did, unfortunately. But luckily, now that there's 17 games on the schedule, you can just kind of, you know, like, okay, this was going to be one of those extra games. And hopefully, preseason game four. Yeah. You know, the whole, you know, preseason extra game on the schedule. A lot of these guys didn't take preseason reps. It was like their preseason, but my gosh, it, yeah. There, there isn't enough negative connotations to describe how ugly that game was on almost all aspects. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I also living in, living in the Detroit, uh, I, I was actually in, in Toledo, Northwest Ohio, but the whole area gets the, the lions games on Fox and even the lions did their job to delay the start of uh, <laughs> start of the, the game. We had to watch, had to watch them and their, their pseudo little comeback, which they thought, you know, giving, giving them hope to crush their dreams once again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like everything you said was spot on. It was, it was just very odd. Like I almost wasn't even, I almost didn't even feel like, angry or like disgusted like you know more like 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 dumbfounded shocked yeah exactly exactly like i wasn't even i wasn't even mad yeah it was just kind of like like, what am i watching just kind of blank stare at the tv for way too long (laughs) right like like last year against the against the bucks in that that was a week week eight i think um that one i felt upset by you know, I felt angry. I felt, mm-hmm. I, you know, the, the, all the all the sort of feelings that come through in a game like that. But I think that was because, A, it was later on in the season. You know, you're already in the middle of the season. And also, B, the team actually looked like they were giving, like, an effort in that game, in, in the Bucks game. And, like, they were just getting beaten. Right. This game... It's the first time that we see Aaron Rodgers since that championship game after everything that happened in the offseason. We didn't see any of the starters in the preseason. And so this is the first time that you're out here on the field. And it's like they didn't even show up mentally. You know, there was it, it almost it almost gave me the impression that it was a preseason game. The way that they were the way that they kind of ran through routes or, you know, the the one that the thing that really stood out to me, Janelle, and um, we we talk more about him later on if we want to. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, that interception on was it second and second and eight, uh, the the one that he was that he overthrew MBS on. Mm-hmm. That one that one I think was the was just the epitome of the day because that is a play I have never seen Aaron Rodgers make even attempt, you know, like that is, that's a Jameis Winston throw. That's old Jameis Winston throw where, 
you know, they're down by a couple of scores. They feel like they need to push the ball and need to make it work. And so they just chuck the ball to an area and hope for hope for the best. Well, you know? that's, like, that's the kind of throw you make when there's no time left on the clock and you're just right. trying to maybe make something happen. Mm-hmm. But then it's also – you kind of think, you know, okay, so this offense, it's they're not used to seeing – you know, nobody's really used to seeing Aaron Rodgers throw those interceptions – but for nobody to even make like be able to make an attempt for 50 yards and just let him run it back like that is kind of like, okay, is this something that, you know, you kind of just need to sneak into practices every once in a while, offensive players learning how to make a tackle in case something like that happens. But it's just kind of, yeah, it's those small little things. And it was just so bizarre. I mean, the red zone interception, I was kind of like, oh man, that's really rough, but you know, yeah whatever it's early enough where you can kind of shake it off and then nothing got shaken off you that entire game. And there was no, you know, the, the way that the energy was in that game did not match the energy that we have seen all off season from this team. Like the having fun, all this, all this great positive energy didn't see any of it. And it was just really bizarre because I felt like it was a completely different team than what we had been seeing all summer long. And I think that's what made it really, tough to kind of grasp what was actually happening because it just it was so surprising the way that they came out and the way that just they couldn't get anything to work and then you get guys like you know z makes a phenomenal play and then it gets called back and then you know the interception doesn't count and it's like even when they were trying to get those little sparks of life it wasn't working and yeah it's just kind of one of those games you know you live it you learn from it and then you throw it away and pretend it never happened and just kind of move on from it. And, you know, yeah. that's it's going to be one of those games. Yeah, it was a historical it was a historical game and not in the good kind in of the way. the worst possible way. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so but, you know, if if they have to get out their bad win now instead of in the playoffs, fine by me. Get it out now so we don't have to deal with it later on when it matters. <laughs> I hope so. That, that's all. That's all I have to say is I hope so, you know, because it's it's become a bit of a trend and I don't, and you know, trend becomes, you know, pattern becomes, you know, exactly who you are. And, uh, yeah, it's starting to, it's starting to get closer and closer to that, that that's the, that's the makeup of this, of this team. Well, I think they, when they lose, they lose lose. in fashion. Like it's not, you know, they, if it doesn't always seem like they win pretty or they, they lose pretty. It's, they either win win pretty or lose ugly. There really isn't a whole lot of middle ground there with this team, at least not that I have really been able to grasp my mind around these last few years. Yeah. Uh, well, let's, I think that's a good segue here as we, we talk about, we we've hit on some of the people and, and things in this game that we weren't, we weren't overall thrilled with in, in, uh, in particular. Um, so what we want to do each week in this Tuesday show you know, we, we, we've already had the breakdown of the actual game itself. We want to look at some guys that performed well, some guys that didn't perform well. We want to do stock up, stock down. Take a look at the Packers stock market as a whole each week based off what we saw this past week. Uh, today, you could consider this. This is Black Monday. This is this is this is the this the stock market crash from the eighties where everything is everything is down, everyone's trying to sell, you know. Um 
this is this is the Black Monday episode. We'll kick it off. We'll kick it off great with this. I what we want to try and do is I want to focus on. We'll try to get like three guys each. Uh, guys that we we think stock up did pretty well, trending in the right direction. Stock down. We could go on and on. We'll limit it to just a couple <laughs> between both of us. Um, Janelle, do you want to do you want to start off, or do you want me to do my first? I think we'll we'll start. Let's. I think we start with stock down because there are so many, and this was such a negative game that we get that out of the way early, and then we can we can finish on a high note with stock up. What do you think? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, yeah, I guess I can kick it off. Uh, I really hate to bring up this guy because he's somebody who I really am trying to defend, and I think that he has the potential to – you know, be a better player than he shows. But Kevin King, I, I feel like we saw flashes of what we saw from him in that NFC Championship game with, you know, just kind of trailing the guy by five yards and letting him throw the ball over his head and go for a touchdown. It's just, you know, plays like that where it, it's kind of like we haven't seen his stock go up because he's playing the same as he was when we were all really down on him. So I, I'm really trying to be positive about who he is and what he can bring to this team. And he's somebody who I, I kind of talked about earlier um, before this game had started on other shows talking about how he could be maybe an unsung hero on this team. But after his performance, I think his stock dropped even more because we didn't see any of those improvements that we were hoping to see throughout the off season coming into, you know, with a new defensive coordinator, it's, it's an important year for Kevin King. So for him to come out like that, his stock definitely dropped. I, I agree with you as well. I had Kevin King on my list too. And I think that's very telling, especially on a day like today when we could have had, you know, roughly 20 guys on this, on this list of stock down, you know, yeah. um, it's to, tough to single somebody out when really there's hardly anybody who we can say their stock went up, but if we have to, right. Right. Like we can say almost the entire team's stock went down. Right. I, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I think it's, 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 it's very telling that you and I both singled him out though, because I think that, you know, he was already on a hot seat coming mm-hmm. into this season. We, we know everyone knows he knew. Um, and we just didn't see it again. We, we, we saw the same stuff again, the same mistakes, the same bad play, the same, bad you know bad angles the same bad technique like and this and and this was i hate to i hate to disparage a guy that had a game like he did but this is Jameis winston and a bunch of wide receivers not named michael thomas right you know this this wasn't this wasn't like you were playing against julio jones or deandre hopkins this was a lot of guys who are are not well known players against a quarterback who is who is at, right now trying to revitalize a terrible career, and so to to have that all happen again in that fashion, just really, really that that was like the, the worst possible way you could have you could have started started the season for Kevin King. Right. It, it, it's it's really just disappointing because. You know, you want to root for him. You want him to be good. He's so on bad. your team. Like yeah. it's it's kind of like um 
Josh Jackson where it's like for so long you want him to be good and you like there's this potential there and there's you just can't figure out how to unlock it. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about Kevin King right now where it's like I want him to to earn this opportunity and I mean he's earned he's earned this opportunity. He came back on the one year prove it deal and I so badly want him to prove it and then to see an opening game like that but you know it the, the whole defense their their whole stock went down. They was, you know, allowing 38 points. That's brutal. Right. But again, you know, a lot of that too, it's you're playing in the Jacksonville heat. Offense isn't on the field for very long. The defense had really quick turnover. So there's a lot of factors that could go into that. But yeah, this defense did not look the way that I was hoping that they would look. And he's just kind of a piece that stands out. Yeah. The whole defense. Yeah. Like you said, the whole defense as a whole. That was that was another thing that with Aaron Rodgers looking the way he did, surprising. The way the defense looked, I, I tried to describe it to somebody today. With the with the Petten defense, people were just getting beat. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were in bad positions because of where the scheme was. They were getting beat because of what the scheme was. On on Sunday, it looked like they didn't even know what the play was half the time. Like right. there was there was a couple times where it was guys not communicating, yep. not not being in the right position. The, there was the, other. yeah, right, running in running into each other, letting guys run completely. That one that touchdown there, I think that one uh, long one from Winston that Kevin King let go by him. The safety makes the completely wrong read. He bites up on the on the side. King, King thinks he has a safety help over the top. Yeah. And and there's nobody there. It, it that was it was just very very shocking yeah. to see all that, especially after a full preseason. You're back. There's very little COVID protocol anymore. You know, it, it's not like it was last year. You had preseason games. You had full training camps. It just was really shocking to see how poorly the defense executed. Yeah, and I mean, maybe into some regard, Joe Barry's stock drops a little bit just because it was his yeah. debut. You know. And the thing is, like, I'm not calling for, you know, there's some people calling for Joe Barry's job after one yeah. game, and that's completely unnecessary. You know, it's 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 a horrible game. But, you know, this is kind of one where he can learn from it. And hopefully, you know, it sounds like him and LaFleur, they're using this as a tool to work on that communication. So, I mean, I think arguably his stock drops just a little bit because of the way that the defense looked. And maybe there was a lot of miscommunication between him and players. We don't really know all of the ins and out of it. but. At the same time, Joe Barry's not the one out, actually out there executing. He can only do so much. These guys have to also do their job. So I'd say his stock maybe drops just a little bit. But, you know, a lot of that is due to his defense not performing up to, you know, even disregarding the scheme and all that, these guys are much better than what they looked. Right. So I think that, yeah, Joe Barry, just a little bit, you know, he has to take a little bit of the blame here, but – not calling for his job or anything. I think he'll do just fine and use this as a way to, you know, his stock will probably go up next week. I hope we'll see things turn around a little bit, but yeah, I think that, you know, defense as a whole, but yeah, Joe Barry, just, just a little bit. I'm not blaming him, but you know, it's just kind of new defense. Maybe there's some things that needed to be better that just weren't worked out. So yeah, he's another guy who hopefully we kind of see his stock go back up next week. Yeah. Um, I want to give another, my other, my second stock down. We, we've talked a lot about, and we really took Kevin King on a whole, a whole stock down tangent there, but I think it was very warranted. Um, yeah. 
my other my, one of my other stock downs, it's another group as a whole. I want to go the offensive line minus Elton Jenkins. Yeah. Um, Billy Turner really took a step backwards again. And I don't know if I, 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 I am not, I am not a football scheme expert by any means. So I, I can't tell you, I can't really dissect for you. What, what like, why is what's going wrong? If it's guys just getting beat, if it's guys not meshing well together, but the interior of the offensive line looked bad. Um, Pat, Patrick had a, a terrible game at guard. Um, and it just it doesn't help that you also have Josh Myers and Royce Newman rookies playing their first NFL games like that. And mm-hmm. it just the the chemistry, the the really the effort, because there was no there was no push on any of the on the on the run plays. There was nothing getting opened up. They were getting beat at the point of attack. And yeah, like I don't know what else more to say about that. Just the four fifths of that offensive line just looked like they had no real fire to them, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, it might have been Rodgers who did give some praise to that offensive line because like, they were doing the best that they could. But yeah, they they could have been better and they needed to be better. And maybe they were doing their job with protecting Rodgers, but they weren't opening up those holes that they needed to get the run game going. And also, you know, the the play calling without really allowing the rushers to do their job. It was, yeah, a lot going, maybe it's because the offensive line wasn't doing what they need to be doing for the most part. But yeah, I think, yeah, Elton Jenkins, if you could clone him and have five of him, that would be ideal. But unfortunately that's not the case and guys got to just be better. And hopefully Myers and Newman, hopefully this is kind of a, okay, water under the bridge, got the first game out of the way. We know what we're capable of and kind of get in sync with each other. So hopefully they look a little bit better next week. And yeah, I mean, Billy Turner, he seems to be one of those guys who he really fluctuates up and down. Mm -hmm. Um, He'll have a really good game and then a really bad game. And it seems to be that right side that has kind of been that, that weaker side for the last few years for the Packers. Now left side has always been so strong and Fiesso Patrick not having his best game per se, you know, you kind of wonder, are they going to mess around with the line a little bit before they go and play the lions or do they feel confident with this line? And, you know, now that this is kind of their first time all playing together, maybe things will be a little bit more rhythmed out. So yeah, it's definitely one of those position groups to look at because this was a group that, you know, with, you know, Bakhtiari being out, Myers starting at center for the first time, all eyes were going to be on this offensive line. So you kind of wish that it looked a little bit better, but again, you you could say the th- that for the whole team, everything could have yeah. been better, and it's like just the little pieces. So yeah, and I'm kind of sticking on the offensive side. You know, I feel like it has to be said, and I hate to say it, but Rogers stock drops a little bit. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's the elephant in the room. You know, he throws two interceptions in that game, which we kind of touched on one of them already. And he just he didn't look like himself, um, just out of sync with his receivers, just balls barely out of reach. There was a few nice connections. I mean, he had that one with Devontae Adams where it was like, OK, this is what Rogers to Adams looks like. So there was like flashes of those kinds of things. But I mean, just nothing, you know, it was really surprising that 
Um, he wasn't getting the reads he wanted, really holding onto the ball for a long time. Uh, just, I, yeah, it, it's hard to say. And, you know, you're kind of curious, okay, what what is happening with the receivers where he can't find any open targets? Because maybe I just really belittled what the Saints team can do with talent. But I did not think that it was going to be that hard for receivers no. to get open against this team. So that was kind of stressful and struggling. So it's like watching that all happen. And he's just kind of maybe being a little bit more careless with his throws and you don't necessarily know what's happening. There was a few plays where I thought maybe he threw it in a direction to try and draw a flag and then didn't because there was a few questionable plays like that. So I think it was just starting to frustrate him and then it was kind of impacting his game. And I mean, there's a lot of people who are blaming the offseason, you know, oh, Aaron Rodgers went to Hawaii and that's why he played like crap. Like, no, no correlation. Knock it off. Like, people overreacted so aggressively. Like, yeah, Aaron Rodgers was a big piece in why a lot of what happened happened. But you can't blame this all on him. So it's not – has nothing to do with his hair. has nothing to do with his <laughs> offseason. Like, everything was just I, so out of sync with this game. So hopefully – hopefully next week is better and we see him making those connections. And I mean, like finding Mercedes, like how, how you leave Mercedes Lewis wide open, like more plays like that. So I think there was just a lot of frustration on his end with things just not opening up and guys not being where he wants them to be or being covered and then just not being able to make a play out of it. Um, Yeah. I think his stock has to drop. I mean, he had what a 36.8 passer rating, which is just, embarrassing mm-hmm. um, I he knows it everybody knows it you know he's out there and he he knows what he did he knows how his game went and he knows he didn't perform to his best ability and you, you can't you can't ignore it like this wasn't a great game by him but that doesn't mean that he's washed like the amount of people who are in my mentions saying he's washed all this stuff you know Jordan Love season well Jordan Love also came out and fumbled there was just nothing that was working you know yeah. it so, you know, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, ugly game, ugly, ugly game, stock drops, but yeah. it, it'll be back up. And, you know, he's Aaron Rodgers. It'll be fine. These games just happen. It's just they usually don't happen like this. <laughs> right. And I think that's that for me is the biggest sticking point when it comes to the Aaron Rodgers discussion for this game, because I'm with you. I don't think that, you know, if, if between him going to Hawaii versus going and, you know, running running plays with Devontae Adams makes any difference. You know, it, it just right. doesn't. And him playing any preseason games, I don't think that that matters either because, honestly, in a three-game three window, he's probably playing maybe four to five drives, which amount to maybe 20 plays, 20, 25, 30 plays. That's the, that. You're telling me that's the difference between coming out fresh and this. I, I I fail to I fail to see how that is how that's the case. What I will it would say be though, surprising if preseason could have drastically fixed that game. <laughs> right, I, I, yeah, I, yeah. That that was there was a lot there to for one preseason to fix. I will say, and this is what gets me, is. I got to a certain point, and I've said this on the podcast before, is I've gotten to the point, I got to the point in the midst of all the drama where I'm no longer 
I'm no I'm no longer staunchly on or blindly on Aaron Rodgers' side when it comes to all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's do you want to show up and play? Well, then, great, show up and play. If you don't want to show up and play, then tell us, and so we can move on with Jordan Love. That's where I was, and that's where I am going into the season. Am I happy he's here and stick around for another season? Hell, yes, I am. But if you make me, as a fan, go through four months of this coy little, you know, uh, Instagram Instagram stories of, you know, last dance and, oh, is he going to, he did this, is he going to come back or is he not going to come back? Here's all these videos of him in Hawaii. He's having a great time. He's talking about, oh, like, you know, I've done all of this stuff and this introspection and I'm hosting Jeopardy and that's all awesome. Come back and play like you give a damn in week one. I did not see it. I did not see it that week. And that's what really gets me is, you know, the stigma, you know, what's going on in this, in all of this drama, you know, what the, what the attitude is of the same base. I think there's a swath of people that feel like me where it's, it's put up or shut up time now, Aaron, like we're glad to have you back, but, we're not just going to blindly sit here and let you do whatever you want. You need to step up and play like the Aaron Rodgers that we know you play as. And not only did he not do that this past week, but it looked like he just didn't even care. It looked like he didn't even care to be out on the field. And so that's, that's what gets me is after, after everything that happened in the very first football game that you play, you come out, you come out like this. And then afterwards say, well, we had an issue with, uh, with you know, not no lack of energy. No, no one, no one could really get up for it, buddy. It's week one. It is week one, and you couldn't find the energy after this whole off season to come up and and do anything more than what you showed us there. That's really that that's that's what really gets my goat there. Packers football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Packer tickets anymore. Because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site, and the only one you'll ever need is your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Personally, I can't wait for that first game back at Lambeau Field, Packers-Lions with fans in the stands again. I've already got my tickets from TickPick, and I'll be there watching Monday Night Football in person. I absolutely cannot wait. Visit TickPick.com slash Packaday today and use promo code Packaday to save $10 on your first order of Packers tickets. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, I'm seeing all these conspiracy theories where, oh, he came back and he's going to purposely play bad. It's like, those are so, like, the things that are happening, it's like, now we're living the offseason just in season, and I don't want to have to go through that, you know. Aaron Rodgers is a competitor. He wants to win. I think, yeah, I I don't understand what was happening with the attitude and the mentality and the energy in this game And, you know, I think that, you know, somebody needs to step up. One of your leaders, you have seven captains Mm -hmm. and you have a whole leadership committee. Yeah, they all have and they all provide energy in very different ways. And they all, you know, Mercedes Lewis, he isn't going to hype you up the same way Jair Alexander is. But you all have to try and do your part. And even if you don't have that C on your chest, you have to do your part. But those leaders Got like guys like Aaron Rodgers, you have to you have that extra incentive to have to do that. So yeah, maybe the game isn't going the way you wanted it to, but you are a leader on this team and you have to do what you can to try and bring up your team. Even if you're upset, you gotta do what you gotta do to kind of turn things around. And I don't know, maybe I maybe there was things we don't understand that were going on. Maybe it was just simply frustration. Maybe they thought that this game was going to be a lot different and then they couldn't just, they just couldn't get out of the mental rut that they dug. But yeah, I think Rogers, I don't think that this is like a, he's here to kind of spite the front office and ruin the season. Like some, the way some people spin these things is phenomenal and creative and all that stuff. But I think you got to give it to Packers fans, man. They they come up with some wacky, wacky stuff. Right. And it's, you know, I think that if this is, I think that when we need to worry is if this is a pattern 
you know, it's been one game. We don't really know right. what's going to kind of carry through the season. You know, this could just be one of those straight up flukes. And then next week we see the team that we thought we're gonna, we were going to see this last week. So I think that kind of like, you know, you're the put up or shut up. I think that that really becomes a concern if next week we kind of see the same thing where it's the lack of energy and the little motivation, all that kind of stuff. I think that's when it really becomes a concern. So as of right now, you know, I still think that it, you know, all everything Aaron Rodgers drama aside, he's here. He wants to win. I don't think that he was lying about like he, when he made the, t- the decision to come back, he knew it was because he was a hundred percent ready. You know, I think that, there was just so much going on yesterday that I don't even know what anybody could have done at that point to turn it around. Yeah. And that leads, that leads perfectly into my last stock down real quick. And that is Matt LaFleur. Um, we, we, you and I, and our, and our, our good buddy, Matt Freilich have had the opportunity to talk a lot about Matt LaFleur's really, really, really bad games, as we said. And for me, that's where a lot of this always comes down to is Matt LaFleur and the and the culture that he is that he's cultivating at the at the team right now, because that's where it starts. It starts with what he is developing with this team, the, the locker room culture. If it's becoming a pattern over the last three years now to two, two plus years now where. When this team gets punched in the mouth early on, they don't have a way to respond. They roll over and they die. And right. it gets and it gets really ugly. Like exactly what you were saying. They get into a rut. They get into, you know, they get into their heads and they they give up, basically. I don't want to say that they give up, but that's what it looks like. You know, I I won't I won't say that they give up. I take that back. Right. But but the but the but like I said, the energy isn't there, and that bec- that's that's become the pattern in all of these losses. Is you know, and the post game presser. Well, we just didn't have the energy. We just didn't come out firing right off the bat. You got to well, find the energy then, right? You as the coach need to find a way to spark that energy. You need to have the relationship with these players to get in somebody's face or to find the way to motivate them to get out of that rut. This game was not out of hand at halftime. It, it, it no. was it was still a two score game at half. You easily easily could have made this comeback and and made things work. Five minutes into the third quarter, you were you still had the chance to do that. And it's it's it falls on you now as the coach that this is this seems to be the reflection of your culture and it needs to change. It's for me, it gets to a point where I've run out of I run out of excuses or chances for Matt LaFleur. I won't say that I'm not going to say he's on the hot seat or that he should be fired. That that's not what I'm saying. But if, if, if these keep cropping up like this, then I'm. I'm running out of sympathy for him to, to figure it out, you know, and then at a certain point, then it becomes an expectation where it needs to be figured out now. And then if it doesn't, we escalate further. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I get that. I mean, if you as the coach can see that your players can't find the energy and they're down and they can't find a way to pick themselves up, somebody has to step up. And as the head mm-hmm. coach, 
I think that you kind of have to oversee that and take some responsibility. So I think that this is a huge, you know, I hope that everybody learns from this and is able to pick something from this game to better themselves on. And I, I would like that to be one of those things, you know, Malafleur going in there and being a hype guy and getting the team motivated. And at halftime, if they're down 17 and three, finding a way to build them up so that they come out guns blazing and can turn that game around, you know, they came out and they had the ball to start. So they, there was an opportunity to really swing that game. And, you know, you just kind of wonder what happens in the locker room in those moments, you know, who's saying what and who is making the efforts to turn this game around. And I actually had Matt LaFleur on, my stock down, not for those reasons, but simply because I was disappointed in the lack of run game that was involved. I think that yeah. it definitely needed to be utilized more. Only 15 carries throughout that whole game when obviously things just weren't clicking. Rodgers just wasn't connecting with his receivers. Guys weren't getting open. Involved the run game. A.J. Dillon, who, I mean, I'm going to talk about him in my stock up, he, he was doing his best to pound the ball in and I think that you needed to he, – he definitely needed to incorporate that more into this game. 15 carries in a 60-minute long game is embarrassing to me in a team that mm-hmm. has such strong run game. You know, you mix it up, add something and, like, add a little bit of spice with this run game. You got three talented backs who you can throw out there and can be productive. And I get it, maybe the offensive line – because they're new, you know, trying to figure out all that. But there's ways to work around that. These are phenomenal running backs, and they needed to be utilized a lot more. So my stock for Matt LaFleur dropped on that simply because I was upset with the way that he play called the run game. That's an excellent point of the run game. You're, you're spot on with it. it. How many times have we seen that in these in these losses where the offense is lopsided one way? And mm-hmm. and that's that's exactly – when this offense stops working is when you get one dimensional. And it's not like he was forced to do that. He had the opportunity to keep doing that. Keep pushing the envelope. Those open up at a certain point, give your offensive line the chance to go out and just hit the guy in front of them. If they're having trouble pass blocking, let them run block and put a hat on a hat sometimes. And maybe that starts to get, starts to get things going. Uh, Janelle, you mentioned AJ Dillon. Do you want to, transition him into uh take it our first uh stock up of yeah the week. now we're gonna we're gonna try and find the positives yeah. because there there is silver linings in every game no matter how bad or ugly a game is there's always the positives to look at and that's something that i really try and put in my brain like yeah no matter how how ugly it is we can still find positives and aj Dillon is someone who i mean he only had four carries i didn't even realize that until we were recording and I looked at, you know, the box scores and all that. I was like only four carries, but they were four carries that felt explosive enough when I saw mm-hmm. them that they stuck out to me. And it was really, it was awesome to see him go out there right away in this first game and just kind of attack the run game. And I, I had a lot of fun just watching him run up the gut the way that he did. And I mean, he he's going to be a tough guy to stop. So once, once this offensive line can create those holes for him, he, he's going to be a really tough guy to bring down because, I mean, look at his legs. There's no way you're bringing that guy down <laughs> unless you got maybe four guys piled on him. So, yeah, A.J. Dillon, his stock is going to – I could see him – Some he's somebody who I'm going to say is probably going to have their stock slowly ascending throughout the season. But, I mean, last year he was just maybe, you know, kind of working into that 
two spot, but mostly the three because we had Jamal Williams. So this is the year that he is the true number two. So to see him come out and get those explosive drives, it was a lot of fun to see. And one of those uh, small positives that I took away from that game. Yeah, I think that's it's hard. It's hard to to really expand much on any of the offensive highlights because like you said it was it was a very limited scope for AJ Dillon to yeah. you know to only have those few carries but you are right it, it, what we saw out of him was was exactly what we want to see out of AJ Dillon and so to to not have to to not have to rely on several carries to get going and get into a rhythm and to come out and take the limited snaps that you got and to do what he did with them is ex- that's Class that's classic. What you're looking for out of a second year guy uh, like Dylan. So I wholeheartedly agree. I think that's a a great stock up. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I went very. I, I went very off the board and not because there there really was not much that I could I could kind of <laughs> find with this. Um, the uh, the one that really sticks out for me is Elton Jenkins. Um, with the I'll stock up. My list. Yep. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, how do you not put him on? <laughs> I know. I think did I, I think I saw somewhere that he was the second highest rated left tackle by, by PFF. And it's not even his, you know, like that, that's not even where you want him to be in this yeah, line. I when it's it completely might've been like, it might've been that this was his highest grade. Okay. And it was out of position. Like something bizarre like that, where this is the first time he's lining up in this spot. Right. And he was ranked extremely high. So yeah, <laughs> and yeah, to 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 play like he did, again, just cements the legacy of of Elton Jenkins. And then I saw, I actually saw Ken Ingles tweet this out that Elton Jenkins tied for seventh on the team in tackles, the yeah. left tackle tied yeah, in the top ten <laughs> for tackles, had two of them on both of those interceptions. Um, so congratulations, Elton. You know you're going to be a two-way player here pretty soon. Um, oh but no, seriously, Elton Jenkins did have an amazing game, and he just he continues to he continues to live up to the hype. Yeah, he is one of those guys where no matter what's going on, he is consistent, and yep. his role like you know what he's going to bring every week, and no matter what's going on around him, he is doing his job consistently well. And yeah, I whoever is in charge of finding these offensive linemen, like give them a raise, do whatever you got to do to keep them around because the way that the Packers can find these hidden gems mm-hmm. is amazing. So yeah, someone like Elton Jenkins, who you can move anywhere, arguably at this point, put him anywhere on the field, not even on the offensive line, put him anywhere and he will probably <laughs> outperform everybody in that position. So yeah, Elton Jenkins is somebody who, it's going to be hard not to talk about him every week because he's just one of those those studs. And, yeah, he, he's going to be a huge piece to this offense because of what he can do on that offensive line. And I've said that he's going to be the offensive MVP simply because of what he's going to do. And in the absence of David Bakhtiari, and then once Bakhtiari comes back, when you can plug him in somewhere else, it's only going to make the line that much better because you're going to have two of the most elite offensive linemen in the league. So yeah, Elton Jenkins stock up hundred percent. One of the, one of the guys who went out there and didn't underperform. Matt LaFleur come November, when you get Bakhtiari back on the left side of this line, 
one play on the goal line. I want to see Elton Jenkins in a fullback role. I want to see Elton Jenkins leading the way for A.J. Dillon. You take, take this offensive line here, swap out David Bakhtiari, and put Elton Jenkins in that refrigerator Perry role and just – I don't know. I just want to see – I like you said, I, he, he can play anywhere. Make him play anywhere. Put him at fullback in some blowout game later on in the season, and I'll be the ha- I'll, I will be so happy. That, that think, would be uh, amazing. If Elton Jenkins lines up at fullback, we're going to have to bring Matt on because he's my fullback buddy. Right. We're, we're going to have to bring you him on. You guys are the fullback. Back. Yeah. A big man fullback touchdown. Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm here for it. Whatever you got to do, Dan, to put that bug in Matt LaFleur's ear, do it. <laughs> I mean, at this point, what, what do you got to lose? <laughs> hey, I, you get to a certain point. There, there's got to be some opportunity later on in the season to make that happen. That's all I'm saying. Right, um, exactly. I, I'm going to give my other two stock ups real quick because I don't think there's a lot to talk about with them. And I think they're kind of, they're not as, they're not as up to stuff. And then I'll let you take, take us home. Jordan Love. I liked what I saw overall mm-hmm. coming in in the situation that he did. Didn't seem too big for him. Didn't seem like he was trying to play hero ball or, you know, do anything out of the ordinary looked good in the couple snaps. That's the one positive I think overall with this offense is you got Jordan love actual career NFL snaps and it, it, you know, against real talent. So that is a positive And I liked what I saw out of him. The other one, big props to Corey Bajorquez. I was on mine too. (laughs) A punt inside the 20, no, nothing getting shanked around, had plenty of opportunities out there today or uh, on Sunday, I should say. And you just, you didn't suck. And that's all we were looking for out of a punter. So congratulations, Bo. Right. In a game where we needed the field to flip, he flipped it. And that was really nice to see. Uh, Yeah. It's, it's really sad when we have to talk about the stock up going on, going up on punter, but it was nice to see him come out and do his job and kind of, make you think like okay the right moves were made you know jk scott we're just it's in the past now we don't need to talk about him but you know when you don't want to see your punter a lot but when he's on the field you want him to be able to flip the field and that's what he was doing he was really kicking that ball around which was awesome to see kind of a change of scenery for us packer fans who have kind of been you know jk scott started off so hot and then really declined so it's it's easy to say that his stock is going to go up simply because of what we've seen in the past. But I also think what he did was it was a solid performance for a punter. And I hope that we don't have to see him as much in the future. Yeah. Here's great. Great job, Corey. I hope I never see you again this whole rest of the season. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and then uh, my last guy who I wanted to touch on who, I mean, his stock goes up simply on one play, but Eric Stokes coming out yeah. there and making that huge third down stop. I think that was a huge flash of what we can see from him. And, you know, with Kevin King's stock going down and I'm saying his is going up, I don't know at what point they're going to switch roles and Eric Stokes becomes that cornerback too. So I think that was a huge, a huge drive for him. And unfortunately, you know, bad things happened. It really didn't even matter, but it was still fun to see him go out there and make that big play and get the breakup, not even just make the tackle, but break it up. And yeah, I was really excited to see Eric Stokes make that play. You know, he's our, our first draft pick of this last year of this rookie class. So to see him go out there and make a big play like that, I hope to see many, many more big plays from him in the future. 
Yeah, no, there, Stokes is a Stokes is a one small highlight on the defensive side that mm-hmm. you can look at and say that was I really enjoyed what I saw out of that. And you're right. Um, to make a play, to make the play that he did, it was it was a difficult one. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't anything world beating, but it is a difficult play for a guy, especially coming out of college, to time that up the way that he does to not get you know to not draw a flag, to you know to do everything and execute it right. He he did it that he did it that one time, and that's that is good. That's it's a it's yeah. a, a positive in the right direction, and we may see you know we we Kevin King stock down, Eric Stokes stock up slightly, you know, people were already talking about you know a potential shift in playing time and you know and you know who who takes over that that qb or that uh that cornerback two role and uh yeah and stokes stokes made a great first impression you can't can't say that about everybody else so right uh, so we will uh that, that ends our end our therapy session you can venmo janelle and myself for uh you know whatever the hourly rate is for your for your local therapist um but yeah, hopefully Janelle. Next time we talk, it's after it'll be after a Lions game on Monday night, and then Sunday night against uh, a 49ers team. Oh that God, please! Looked, good game, good vibes. Looked, looked <laughs> sort of back on track. So we'll we'll see what we have to say next time, and hopefully Eli will be will be back here with us again uh, next week or the next time that we talk. But uh, Janelle, uh, you want to let the people know where they can find you and all of your stuff and uh, anything you want to promote. Yeah, so the best place to find all my work, as I say every week, is on Twitter at Big Mac underscore four. I have a link tree link in my bio that you can find all my work. Obviously, every other Tuesday on Packaday here with Dan and Eli. Um, I just recently joined Packer Report, so I'll be doing the game preview videos with Ross Uglum, and uh, as well as a player article that will be released every Thursday. I have Open Book every Tuesdays on on Game on Wisconsin with Zach and Eli. Um Football-wise, I think that's it. Uh, I have all my stuff for Say It Again Network. I've got hockey. I've got mines. Um, I think I will be doing a football, like a Sunday preview show with them. So, yeah, I, I'm keeping very busy, but it's the good kind of busy. So, yep, easiest place to find all that is on my Twitter in that Linktree bio link. Yeah, the real question becomes when do you – and I say this with all due respect. When do you do your other actual job that pays you like your livable wage? Because it seems right. like every week there's something new, and it's not like you're it's not like you're just adding in like you know one small thing. You're, you're doing Packer Report. You're doing you're doing say it again. You're here. You're on Game One Wisconsin. You are permeating the entire Green Bay Packer football sphere. So, yeah, I mean, I hope you all like my content because <laughs> I'm all over the place, and maybe it's going to keep coming. But yeah, it it gets tough, but luckily I work at a school, so I'm out at three when the kids are, so I can mm-hmm. come home, eat eat a snack, and then I I don't get a lot of sleep, but enough to be able to survive the next day. The grind, it's worth it though. The grind like this is oh, it's worth it. Yeah, um, I uh, I'm on Twitter at DK all the way. Uh, if you want to follow me there, I definitely do not have as much uh, going on as Janelle, but I hope you still uh, appreciate some of it every other Tuesday here with Janelle and Eli, obviously. Uh, you can catch me Wednesdays on the Game on Wisconsin YouTube channel. 
with uh, Lombardi's Bar, 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central with Jimmy Christensen and Todd Varney. And uh, you can also catch my Friday article every Friday morning, The Leap, on Game On Wisconsin's uh, regular website I, I feel like they feel like there's already there's always so many channels it's weird sending you to like a real actual website but check us out <laughs> on game on wisconsin.com um also janelle speaking of that i i want to just promote real quick the game on wisconsin crew if you're going to be out at uh, the game on uh, this coming weekend if you're going to be in green bay check us out over the green bay distillery 3 p.m to 7 p.m uh we're going to be doing some raffles giveaways live stream Drink specials over at the distillery. Hope to see you guys all there. Um, Janelle, I know it was up in the air if you were going to be there, but uh, you you just made your recent trip to Green Bay, so it's understandable. You know, you if you're if you, it, it's tough too because it's a Monday night yeah. game. That has to be tough too. That's it's a Monday night game. Yeah, I think if the days lined up a little bit better, it yeah. might have worked more in my favor. But yeah, we'll see. But there's I, there's more parties. There's going to be more stuff happening in the future. That absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, again, uh, that's that's the game on stuff for he- us here at the Pack a Day Podcast. Make sure you're following us at Pack a Day Podcast. Like, subscribe, rate, review. Tell all of your friends about us if you have not done so already. Any of your Packer fans in your life, let them know if they're saying, "Hey, where can I hear more about the Green Bay Packers?" It's literally every single day right here on the Pack a Day Podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed our episode. Follow us on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Otherwise, until next time, Janelle, hope you uh, hope you have a great couple of weeks. Enjoy some hopefully better Packers football. And until uh, till then, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. happening daily we're being conned by the institutions we used to trust the mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing american families time is short before something big happens and that's why so many folks are preparing they're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from my patriot supply go to mypatriotsupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com